0: Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today, I'm going to talk you through a reading which has loads of good vocabulary in it. And it's also good for general training and academic because it's a factual text, which means it's like a general training passage three or an academic reading passage one. So it's good practice for everybody. I have two of these, so I'm going to do this one today and the second one in the next few days because that one's also about ants, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, I'll talk about that in the next episode. So, as I mentioned, this one is called Sustainable Architecture, Lessons from the Ant. Um, even there, you've got the vocabulary uh, the whole topic of architecture which is a whole topic in itself I now have a mind map about this because it's one of the key topics but also this idea of sustainability making things uh, last without harming the environment I guess Um and the question is, what can we learn from the ant? And I've noticed IELTS does, you know, like they like bees. They also like talking about ants. Um, so I thought it would be good to look at the vocabulary here. The subtitle tells you really, it's just a factual passage. Um, it says termite mounds were the inspiration for an innovative design in sustainable living. So termite mounds, you might not know what that means, but from the text you'll you'll pretty much guess it uh, early on. Um, just some collocations there, so you've got innovative design and sustainable living um so already in the title it's it's useful so very briefly um the text starts by saying how important termite mounds are um in africa so it this it says that the trees and shrubs take root in them uh, people mine them for gold so this is just background information really and of course they feed animals like aardvarks and other insectivores Interesting. We know herbivores and carnivores. Um, So now we've got insectivores, animals which eat insects. So that's just background. The next paragraph introduces the main topic and saying how Africa is paying tribute to these uh, mounds of mud um, because they've designed a building called the East Gate Building in Harare. Zimbabwe's capital city, and it's supposed to be the only one in the world to use the same cooling and heating principles as the termite mound. Okay, so that background leads us into, of course, an explanation of how on earth the science of a termite mound can be used to build. human buildings, buildings for humans. So, the next paragraph kind of explains that. Um, It says that the termites, and this is quite important um, because this came up in the other ant text, the termites actually farm a fungus that is their primary food source. In the other text, it talks about how they use leaves to grow the fungus or so the Fungus can digest the leaves so that they can eat the leaves, or something like that. I'm sure you know more about that than me. But this topic about how they farm um, this fungus to provide them with food. But the fact is, this fungus has to be kept at um, a very exact temperature. So even though outside it's extremely hot, Um, during the day, 40 degrees C. At night, it's only just above freezing. So, they have to keep this temperature very, very stable in order to keep the fungus alive. So, it's quite interesting really, isn't it? Um, And how do the termites do this? Well, of course, there's a system of vents. Vents are like holes to allow air inside. And the vents go down to the bottom and blah, blah, blah. So they carry wet mud up and that cools. So that's the whole system of how the ants do it. Don't really need to know that in detail yet. So then it introduces an architect called Mick Pierce and he's used exactly the same strategy in this East Eastgate, Eastgate building which has no air conditioning and virtually no heating. Um, So it explains how he's done this and it says how much it has saved money because they didn't need to buy an air conditioner. And that means that people pay lower rent as well. Um, So it describes the building um, and basically... um, Yeah, the system works the same, that it has a system of vents and chimneys to get the rising warm air through the building um, to cool it down. And it explains that um, in ways, I must say, now I'm scanning it, I can't fully understand, but it will become clearer, I promise you. Um, Okay, so they mention it can only work in Harare because of its... Um, location. Um, It couldn't work in New York because New York has very hot summers and cold winters. Um, Then it just talks about a bit more about the design again and how the architect uh, doesn't really like these designs with just glass on them. He calls them igloos in the Sahara And he thinks his design is better because it's based on traditional architecture. And we'll see that's one of the main questions. So, there are three types of question. The first type is multiple choice. The second is um, gap fill with up to three words. And the final is choosing three things from a list. So let's have a look first of all at the multiple choice question. It says, Why do termite mounds have a system of vents? So could you guess this one now just by listening to these options? So, why does it have these holes, the vents? A, to allow the termites to escape from predators, B, to enable the termites to produce food. C, to allow the termites to work efficiently. And D, to enable the termites to survive at night. Um, and actually, just as I'm speaking, I'm thinking they're talking about termites. But in the title, it says lessons from the ant. So I need to do some research about the difference between an ant and a termite. And I'm sorry if I'm using them interchangeably here, but it's just because that title suggested the ant was the same as a termite. If you live in Australia or Africa, um, please, please let me know. Um, I'll do some Googling as well. Okay, so the question was, why do these termites have vents? Well, let's look at the text. It says, Termites in Zimbabwe build gigantic mounds inside which they farm a fungus that is their primary food source. This must be kept at exactly 30 degrees C centigrade. So, why do they have the vents? Well, it's to keep the fungus at the right temperature. Why do they want the fungus? Well, it's their food. So, when we look at the question, it's not A to allow the termites to escape from predators, no mention of predators, Um, it's not C to allow the termites to work efficiently, no mention of working efficiently, D to enable the termites to survive at night. I think that's the biggest destructor because it does mention how cold it gets at night. But it doesn't mention that how this will affect their survival at all. So the only answer then is B, to enable the termites to produce food. And again, we've had this food source question so many times now. Um, the Easter Island heads talked about using um, birds as a food source. Um, and I think possibly the ant one before. I don't know. But definitely food source is a key issue. So question number two says, why was Eastgate cheaper to build than a conventional building? Okay, so remember Eastgate is the building that they built based on the termite mounds. Um, why was it cheaper than a conventional building? Conventional key, IELTS word, meaning basically the the normal style, the regular style building, um, comes up a lot talking about like medicine, conventional medicine and traditional medicine, and um, compared with things like holistic medicine, um, alternative therapies. So here conventional means a regular, normal building. So, um, why was it cheaper? Well, A, very few materials were imported. B, its energy consumption was so low. C, its tenants contributed to the costs. Or D, no air conditioners were needed. So, in the text, it says these efficiencies... Translate directly to the bottom line. Eastgate's owners saved $3.5 million on a $36 million building because an air conditioning plant did not have to be imported. Can you believe that? That's amazing. So the answer, the question was why, and here in the text we have an answer, because... So, which which uh, A, B, C or D does that correspond to? It says an air conditioning plant didn't have to be imported. Well, you can see the trick is A, very few materials were imported. Well, it's not about materials. It's about the air conditioning plant. B, its energy consumption was so low. Well, yes, we know that but that's after it was built. But why was it cheaper to actually build? C, its tenants contributed to the costs. Well, we know the tenants paid less money because it was cheaper, so that doesn't count either. D, no air conditioners were needed. So that's it. An air conditioning plant didn't have to be imported. You can see the synonyms needed and have to be, Um, and then the the way they've changed from active to passive, Um, no conditioners were needed, is passive. Air conditioning didn't have to be imported. So the answer for two is D. Question three, why would a building like Eastgate not work efficiently in New York? a temperature change occurs seasonally rather than daily b pollution affects the storage of heat in the atmosphere c summer and winter temperatures are too extreme and d levels of humidity affect cloud coverage okay now this one's tricky the answer or oh, the text says you couldn't do this in New York, with its fantastically hot summers and fantastically cold winters. Now, my I'm having doubts as I read it because this seems to me to be the answer. C. Summer and winter temperatures are too extreme. This is what it seems to suggest. Hot summers and cold winters. But the answer is not C. The answer is A. Temperature change occurs seasonally rather than daily. So, ah, tricky one there. I think the difference is then that, or the trick is, that in order for the vents to work, it's all about the daily change in temperature. So, When you read the text closely, it talks about how daily in the night the temperatures fall and this allows um, the cool air to rush through the building because it rises, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, not nice, that one, I'm afraid. The answer is it changes occurs seasonally rather than daily. Okay, question four says, what does Ove Arup's data, now that is the architectures company, um, uh, yeah, architectural company, what does Ove Arup's data suggest about Eastgate's temperature control system? Now this is a tricky one as well, I had to check this one. So, um, Let me read you the text first. It says, Ove Arup's graphs show that the temperature of the building has generally stayed between 23 degrees and 25 degrees, with the exception of the annual hot spell just before the summer rains in October and three days in November when a janitor accidentally switched off the fans at night. So, again, my immediate um, response to this was well, let me read the questions. It says, okay, so what does it suggest about the temperature control system? A, it allows a relatively wide range of temperature. Well, we can discount that because it went from 23 to 25, which is not a wide range. Now, then, B, the only problems are due to human error. So I immediately thought that one because you can see this um, janitor accidentally switched off the fans. So for three days um, there was human error and it, it, it affected the temperature control system. But it wasn't just that. C suggests it functions well for most of the year and that's basically what it says for most of the year with the exception of the annual hot spell most of the year it functions just fine apart from this annual hot spell so the answer therefore is c and because b is wrong because B says the only problems are due to human error. Well, no, that's not true. There are other problems. In a hot spell, it doesn't work. So C, it functions well for most of the year, is correct. D says the temperature in the atrium may fall too low. No mention of that, so forget that one. Question five and the last multiple choice says P.S. That's the architect, believes that his building would be improved by. So let's look at the text. Standing on the roof catwalk, peering down inside at people as small as termites below, Pierce said he hoped plants would grow wild in the atrium and pigeons and bats would move into it like the termite fungus further extending the whole organic machine metaphor. So the question is, how would the building be improved? So when you look at the architect, Pius, you find his name, capital P. What does he want? What does he hope for the building? He wants things to grow wild inside it. So let's look at the choices. A. Becoming more of a habitat for wildlife. B, even closer links with the history of Zimbabwe. C, giving people more space to interact with nature. And D, better protection from harmful organisms. So let's look at each one. A, becoming more of a habitat. Well, yes, that's what he wants. The whole organic machine metaphor. Hope. Hopes plants will grow, pigeons and bats will move in. B is the trick, closer links with history, the history of Zimbabwe. That comes in the next paragraph, which we're going to analyse in a minute. Um, It does talk about close links, with, but that's about the building is designed with the close links. It's not about what he wants, how he could improve it. C, more people. Giving more people more space to interact with nature, no, no mention. And D, better protection from harmful organisms, no mention. So just to sum up, in all of those, you've got four choices. Two are completely wrong, never mentioned. And then it's the other two that you have to really, really read closely um, and focus on to avoid those horrible tricks, which I fell for, I have to say two of those, I my instinct was the wrong answer. OK, questions six to ten are gap fills and three words. So, this all relates to the whole process. So, you go to find the paragraph about the process and you follow it mathematically. You follow the parallel language and you find what you're looking for. So, Question six says, warm air leaves the offices through something. So ask yourself, how does the warm air leave the offices? So you've got the whole paragraph saying about the fresh air goes into the atrium, goes upstairs, blah, blah, blah. As it rises and warms, that's your warm air, it is drawn Out. That's passive, meaning it leaves. Via, synonym for through. Ceiling vents. That's it. Ceiling vents. I've seen ceiling come up so many times in the listening and in the reading. Um, It's one of those architectural words that they like, probably because of the spelling. So, remember the the rule I before E except after C. Um, Here you can see the spelling, but are they hoping that you'll spell it wrong when you transfer it to your answer sheet in a hurry? I don't know. Who knows? But um, yes, the answer is ceiling, vents, plural. Question seven, the warm air leaves the building through... Now, these two questions are very similar. The first one, six, was it leaves the offices. This one is it actually leaves the building. So, you're looking for what happens when it's in the final stage. So, in the text, it says it finally exits through 48 brick chimneys. Um... Now, the answer, you could say the brick chimneys or the chimneys or brick chimneys, but not 48. To be honest, I'm not quite sure why. You're allowed three words. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't give that as an option because the text says 48 brick chimneys. Sometimes with the older texts, I think they've made a few kind of mistakes, especially when it's three words maximum. I don't think they do that anymore. I think it's just two words these days. I haven't seen three de- three words for ages. Okay, um, question eight. Heat from the sun is prevented from reaching the windows by something. So what stops the heat from the sun reaching the windows the text says to keep the harsh high yield sun from heating the interior no more than 25 percent of the outside is glass and all the windows are screened by cement arches that jut out more than a metre. So it's the cement arches that screen the windows, which is a bit strange, but I have to say, arches, again, another architectural word I've seen a lot, it's on my mind map. And cement as a material, they love materials, brick, cement, glass, so many times have I seen oh and chimneys of course. Um chimneys is an architectural word and they like it because it's E Y S. Um you know, normally Y changes to I, blah blah blah, but but not after E. So it's a spelling irregularity that they like. We've got three examples now: ceiling vents, brick chimneys, and cement arches. All of those match what I say about the kind of word that they choose. And that's materials and um, aspects of architecture. Okay, question number nine. When the outside temperature drops, something brings air from outside. So what brings the air from outside when the temperature drops? So, we're looking for a drop in temperature. It says, during summer's cool nights, big fans flush air through the building seven times an hour to chill the hollow floors. So, what brings the air in? Big fans, plural. Question ten. On cold days, something rays the temperature in the office is. What raises temperature? Well, in the text, easy one, for winter days there are small heaters in the vents. So, small heaters is the answer. Not too difficult there. Now, finally, this is the paragraph where he kind of compares the building to, um, well, To to, to aspects of Zimbabwe's history and culture. So the question is which three parts of the building reflect important features of Zimbabwe's history and culture? And you've got six options, all of which are mentioned, of course. A is entrances, B, quill, C, cages, D, elevators. E, fan, covers, and F, stone. You could probably discount stone because it's not a part of the building, I guess, but let's have a look at the text. Um, It goes back to Pierce, um, and he says he doesn't like these glass skins, the igloos in the Sahara. Um, He says the design of the entrances is based on the porcupine quill headdresses of the local Shona tribe. So, it's the design of the entrances which is based on the local tribe. So, A is one of the answers, the entrances. So, of course, it does um, mention the quill headdresses like quill is like a kind of feather isn't it or the spike of the porcupine Um, and by the way that reminds me they do like to talk about hedgehogs as well porcupines and hedgehogs Um, but the entrances looks like the headdresses it's not based on the quill if you see what i mean so entrances is one answer Um, the next one Um, Well, the next sentence says elevators are designed to look like the mine shaft cages used in Zimbabwe's diamond mines. So, elevators are designed to look like cages used in the mines. So, which is the answer? The answer is the elevators. Yes, they're based on the cages. But it's the elevators that come first. They are the part of the building which reflects Zimbabwe's culture, not the cages. Finally, it says the shape of the fan covers and the stone used in their construction are echoes of great Zimbabwe, the ruins that give the country its name. So, it's again, it's the shape of the fan covers which reflect the history, not the stone used in their construction. Well, it, it says the stone are echoes of Great Zimbabwe, but it's the, the, the part of the building is the fan cover. The stone is just what was used to make the fan cover. So, the three answers there are the entrances the elevators and the fan covers covers although later on it says the architecture is a regionalized style that responds to the biosphere to the ancient traditional stone architecture of zimbabwe's past and to local human resources so stone is mentioned twice there but ignore it it's it's not one of the answers OK, so just to finish off, there's some key IELTS vocabulary that I've already mentioned. I'm going to run through that a, a bit now. So we've talked about sustainable architecture, innovative design, sustainable living. Uh, we've talked about animals farming this fungus, fungus like a mushroom, and the fact that it is their primary food source. Um They achieve a remarkable feat by keeping it cool. So, feat is F-E-A-D. It's a remarkable achievement. And this is a collocation with, usually with engineering, a feat of engineering, like a, you know, a, a fantastic bridge or something or dam. It comes up a lot. Architect, of course, architecture, and then the mention of conventional buildings we talked about already. Um, In the text about how it works, there's a lot of language of processes, so there's a lot of kind of active verbs, it says that the, the fans suck air, blow it upstairs, flush it through the building, and why? To chill, to circulate, so you've got that language of purpose. And then you've got passives it is drawn out and active again the air rises and warms and finally exits architecture vocab we've mentioned bridges atrium floors ceiling chimneys cement arches glass windows floors pipes entrances elevators and a roof catwalk Um, And then there's just construction as a synonym for building, ancient traditional stone, architecture, and there's some extra vocab in the questions. So although it's not helpful for this text, it is helpful for others. So the idea about escaping from predators, predators we've talked about before, animals which hunt and kill other animals, like cat and mice, cat and mouse. Energy consumption, consumption is low. So, really useful for writing and speaking, talking about our problem of energy consumption, how much energy we consume is very often in task one academic. A habitat for wildlife, again, we talk about loss of habitat and the problems that that brings. And finally, protection from harmful organisms. Those are all useful and regularly appear in IELTS, in reading, writing, speaking, um, any of those listening. (laughs) Okay. so thanks for listening to that today. I'm going to do the ant one next, I hope. Yes, no, I mean, I will uh, soon, I hope. Okay, that's all for today, folks. Um, Let me know if you have any questions and do make sure you follow me for uh, daily updates. Uh, This week we've been talking about ing verbs again. Um, We've been talking about how verbs like to have uh, problems doing something. uh, to have trouble doing something to have difficulty do some doing something and to have a hard time doing something isn't it interesting how those all end um in take they all take ing as a verb and on instagram people have been posting their examples so we've had lots of really useful practice and recycling of the the key language which is great Okay, so I'll stop ranting there and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you enjoyed the podcast, please, please leave me a nice review so other people get to know about it and it'll help them too. Bye for now. Speak soon. Bye bye.